So over the last few weeks, we've been talking about loving your neighborhood. And so maybe this is kind of getting stuff churning in your brain a little bit. Maybe it's making you think a little. So on this wheel, you have an opportunity. So you don't have to do this right now. This is something that you can just kind of mull over today, you know, as the service goes. Um, it's for you to take home. We're not going to collect it or anything like that. Um, but it's for you to just kind of look at and go, who in my neighborhood is God placing on my heart right now? You know, is it someone in my workplace? Is it someone at school? Is it someone in my family? Is it someone right next door over the fence? Um, but yeah, so this is just to kind of help, yeah, just to get those wheels turning a little bit. Is there anything you want to add? Yeah, I think as we oh, talk... Sorry, yeah, you... I, got, I got my own You've microphone. You've got your own microphone. Yeah, I'm, I'm moving up in the world. Um, as, as we think about, we talked about some of the different spheres, like Molly said, um, maybe work or school, Fano and your sort of physical street. And maybe you've picked one of those, but there are still some people that you can be praying for in some of those other areas as well. So you've got a little line in each quadrant that you can write a name down. You can do that today as we're going through the service, or you can take it home with you. And it's just someone to pray for. Uh, just someone to, that God may be putting on your heart that you lift up in prayer, and then that's it. That's it. Simple, simple project. So. Yeah. So give it a go. <laughs> All right, now, what I wanted to do since we've been talking about loving thy neighborhood, and, and I thought it'd be fun to do a little bit of a statistics game. I did a little bit of research. It hurt my brain, but I did it. And um, got some numbers around the neighborhoods of New Zealand and what's going on in them. So I've got some uh, sort of things here, um, and each of them has got a percentage, and I want to see if you can guess what percentage that is. It was interactive, so you've got to give me some answers. So the first one is, how many people do you think live rurally? So by that I mean they're not likely to have next-door neighbors. So they're living rurally. How many people, like, does anyone want to guess what percentage, Mark? 5%. That's really low, man. All right, yes. 10%. 25%. Mind meld. Hannah, 20%. The answer, oh, Carl, sorry, Carl. Sorry? One five. Really close, 16%. Okay, so I'm going to put that, my uh, sort of, ooh, hey. My death perception is really bad, so that may not be exactly right. So this gives us an idea that the vast majority of people in New Zealand have neighbors. Okay. So how many people do you think said that they, of all of their neighbors that they had, stated that they had zero supportive neighbors? As in none. Christian. 3%. That's low. Yep. Okay. 3% had zero supportive neighbors. So that means 97% of the country have at least one. Maybe not, they're not, you know, with everybody, but they've got at least one. 80%. You think... 80% of people have zero supportive neighbors. Okay. Yeah, around, you know, sort of just in the neighborhood, sort of on the streets in that area. Someone they would recognize. There's a lot of hands in there. I'm loving this. All right, Jesse. 76%. That's a pretty incredible number of people who are really lonely in their neighborhoods. 20%. All right. So, and last one down here. 32%. The answer is 44% of the 
of people in this country who have, well, and that includes people who don't have neighbors at all. This is going to go down to the floor by the time we're done. Zero support of neighbors. Now, of that 56%, by the way, this is just not going to go up on the thing. Of the 56% who said, 56% who said they had at least one supportive neighbor, um, the mode that they said, 93%, I'm going to get this, okay. 93% of those people said that the way they communicated was face-to-face conversation. That was the most important way of communicating. That's it's important. Okay, so what happens to this number when... You talk to people who have been in the neighborhood for less than a year. Okay, so new neighbors, they've been in there less than a year. How many of them would have zero supportive neighbors? Hannah? 45? So we're kind of moving up just a little bit. I need a pig. Yes? 64, very specific percentage there. Maddie? 20. Well, it would probably be higher, well, maybe less. So do you think new neighbors would be, have more people supporting them as opposed to people who have been in the neighborhood a lot? All right, last one, Dylan. You looked at this, didn't you? 70% of people, that was a very excited celebration there too, by the way. 70% of people who have been in the neighborhood less than a year had zero support of neighbors. This is the state of neighborhoods. Okay. Now this one, I've got to get the language right. Okay. So the percentage of people who said that not seeing their neighbors around is the main reason that they didn't know them better. Okay. So they said their neighbors are just not around. How many people do you think are not seeing their neighbors around? That's why they don't know them. I'm going to get some. some Liam. Okay, you did look at this, didn't you? Did I, did I do this? What number do you think it is, guys? 71% of people... I would, you know, who gets sass from their own kids, right? But think about this. 71% don't know their neighbors because they're not around. They don't see their neighbors around. So we've been talking a little bit about how to get to know your neighbors... Think about that one. All right. Now, here's a good one. You can't answer anything anymore. All right. What percentage of people do you know that are aware of neighborhood gatherings? So they're aware that there are things going on in their neighborhood. I'm, 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 I'm going to take a break from this section. Mom. 85% of people are aware of gatherings. Henry. 72%? of people are aware of neighborhood gatherings, which means either they're not aware of what's going on or there are no gatherings. Isn't that interesting? All the way down here. It gives you a little bit of food for thought, doesn't it, when we're thinking about how can we make a change in our communities. All right, now it's going to get good. Last two ones are good. All right. How many percentage of people would say that it's really important to have an easy form of communication with their neighbors? So like a Facebook page or a text group or something like that. 
Anyone over here? I, I, I'm feeling like there's been a dirt. Yes, Claire. <laughs> Jesse, I appreciate you. Claire. 87%? 67%? Hannah? 26%? 90% of people, nine out of every 10 neighbors would like to be able to communicate with their neighbors. Think about that. They want to be able to communicate with you. So the things like Nate and Whitney putting together their Facebook page for the street, that stuff's super effective and people want it. Now, here's the big one. How many people have stated that they want to know their neighbors better? 100%? It's not 100%. No, there are some hermits around here. 26% people want to know neighbors better. 85%. I've, I've come to you guys. I've come to this well a lot, but you guys are just so energetic. All right, Jesse. 0.1%. So we're thinking, like there's just the one person he wants to know his neighbors. No. 86%. Look at these two here. 86% of the neighbors in our neighborhoods want to know our neighbors better. 90% want to communicate easily with neighbors. And Jesus says, the harvest is ripe. We just need more people to go out and harvest, right? There is so much opportunity and so much need for community, for love, for caring, for getting together with neighbors and just doing life together. That is the thrust of the Love Thy Neighborhood series. That's what it's all about. It's about getting to know people. It's about loving people, natural, easy relationships that show people what the love of God is. All right? Very cool. So now what I want to do next, if I am correct in my memory, I am, is we wanted to take an opportunity to interview some people about the different ways that they've gone about going uh, loving their neighborhood. So we've done some videos, and we're going to do a video a little bit later on, but I thought it'd be cool to talk to people maybe at different life stages about sort of the unique way that this sort of operates with, with them. So our first interviewee is Louise Fulford. Louise, would you like to come up with us? Woo! <laughs> Louise, I'm going to give you this. It's on already. It should just need to talk to you. You're welcome to sit down or we can stand. All right. So, Louise, you, Louise, you know our new children's pastor and you know me from a little while ago, don't you? Well, I certainly don't remember Jody at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. But do you want to tell us where you first came across, where we first crossed paths? Um, in the 1980s. My husband was a pastor at, on the North Shore um, at Marangi Bay Church of Christ, and this family was there. That's right. I grew up in that church, so I was seven years old when, no, I was seven years old when I came, and I was 13 when uh, I left, and so, yes, yeah, so the Fulfords have been part of our lives for, for a very special amount of time, yeah. 
All right, so in this series, we've been focusing on uh, loving our neighborhoods and, and different neighborhoods that, we, that God has laid on our path. Um, so we've been talking about it might be sort of physical street or, or family, whānau, or, or that sort of thing. Can you tell us about the neighborhood that you have sort of focused on or chosen? Well, I'll skip the my work and school <laughs> because I don't, long, I don't work anymore. Um, and I don't go to school either. However, I do serve breakfast at a, at a primary school. Well, that's right. I mean, that, that can be ways of getting into schools as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're talking about my family and my street. Ooh, very cool. And so um, what are some of the opportunities or some of the challenges that for your stage of life that when it comes to thinking about reaching that neighbourhood? Okay, what a person in my situation has is time. Mm. Um, I don't have as much energy as I did have, and I have other disabilities that are not obvious. Um, but yes, so that's the, perhaps the biggest thing. And I guess some world experience, mm, life experience. Yeah. yeah. So you would identify opportunities as having the time to be able to connect as having that experience of you've, you've lived life and, and you kind of know how things are going to go. Um, and there may be some of the challenges of energy and, and, and yeah. getting around and, and that sort of thing. And sight, unfortunately. Oh, right, yes. I have cataracts, and so I've now decided I can't drive at night. Mm. <clears throat> oh, fair enough. However, I have a daughter around the corner, so I can Well, that's handy. Fam family's handy. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, <coughs> What are some of the ideas then or strategies that you would suggest for either people who are in your life stage or people who are in other life stages, things that you may have thought of that would be helpful for reaching people and connecting? Yeah. Oh, COVID was good, I tell you. Mm. The lockdown. That, I saw more neighbours that time than yes. I have the rest of the years I've lived there. Um, and, and just those conversations, as mm. people say, over the back fence. Um, or however you, you find them. Mm. Um, so I, I think that's an introduction, but then once you get to know them that little bit, then when you hear that there is uh, something unfortunate has happened mm. in their lives, um, they're ill or they've had an accident or they're worried about somebody or something like that is perhaps an opportunity that you can come closer. Yes, absolutely. And also I think... Make yourself available. Uh, I have a neighbour who did this for me. I'm a bit of a shy person, really, and I, I really like to um, do things for myself if I can, so I'm very slow to ask for help. Mm. But he came along and said, look, if you ever need any help, mm. come and ask me. He, he repeated it two mm. or three times. So I have taken him up on that once, once or twice. I've asked him to put my mower into my boot so I could take it to the... So, because your strength departs, yes. I tell you what. Um, I've also asked him to kill off the wasps with, the, yes, but not because I'm afraid of wasps, but because my thumb won't push that thing down, <laughs> and also to unscrew yeah. the um, dishwashing liquid. <laughs> Can't get it, it's yeah. just too tough for me, yeah. So, and I've been able to lend him a ladder and and a, yeah. A Tim's trap and things like that. So there's a bit of reciprocity going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. A, a symbiotic sort of relationship where 
they're able to provide some things like physical strength and that yeah. sort of thing, but you have time yeah. and experience that you can offer. So if someone is ill or they're waylaid by something, you have time to offer where a lot of people may not have that time because of work or whatever. So yeah. oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So last question. If you could dream a little bit about your neighborhood, what you would love to see happen in your neighborhood, what, what would that look like? It's unlikely to happen, but <laughs> I think I'd like everybody to work on their fr front yard <laughs> yes. on a Saturday morning so we could go out and visit each other. That's right, yes. They could wash their cars, they could do their garden, whatever. But the mower not before 7 a.m., right? <laughs> yes, that's, that's, that's got to be, you know... <laughs> Yeah, no, that's yeah. great because if everyone's out doing it at the same time, yeah. you kind of got that community feel and you can, which is this one, the seeing neighbours around, yes, you know. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Oh, wonderful. Thank you, Louise. I appreciate you taking some time and to share some of your thoughts and insights with us. Yeah. So, thank you. All right. Give a clap. <clears throat> All right. Now, Maddie is going to come up and Molly's going to have a chat with her real quick as well. All right. Come on up, Maddie. How you doing? Are you feeling a little nervous? Just a little. It's okay. Do you want to sit in the chairs or do you want to stand? What do you feel more comfortable? <laughs> Let's sit in the chairs. I'm also going to move that down. I know. <laughs> I'm going to sit right next to you. All right, Maddie. So, we've known each other for a couple of years now, right? Yeah. Yeah, you've been here pretty much since the church started, eh? And we got to know each other a little bit better at eCamp, didn't we? Yes. Do you know what I noticed about you at eCamp? No. So, when I have been asked to describe you, I've said, she's a bridge builder. I know, you, you look shocked. <laughs> so, do you remember last week when I said you were really good at making friends? What was your, what did you say to me? Do you remember? My sister's better. <laughs> How many of us do that, right? <laughs> How many of us, but you're right. And I said, but you are fantastic at building friendships. And I mean, Hannah, I'm sure you're good too, Hannah. But Maddie, you are really good at building friendships. And you're really good at this whole love thy neighborhoods thing. So I'm going to put you on the spot. Have you got a neighborhood? What's your neighborhood? Can you tell me about it? My family. Well, tell me about it. Uh, basically, my brother, I used to be like enemies with him. Mm. Okay. And then I was sitting by the fire. And I was like, love each other, like love your sibling or love each other like you'd like love yourself. Mm. That is fantastic. How hard has that been? <laughs> Actually quite easy. Like, really? Why do you think it's been easy? He started. <laughs> <laughs> he improved. Yeah, and I continued. <laughs> do you, okay. So did you... Did you talk to God about it, this whole situation with, him, with William? Yeah. Do you think that made it easier? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when we don't lean on our own strength, when we touch it, you know, tap into God, it just makes things a little bit easier, doesn't it? And you've noticed some real results. That's amazing. So, okay, what are some of the opportunities you've seen in your family uh, to improve that relationship with William? I don't know. Our mum's been like helping us get along. Mm. Do you find like, if he will he does he ask you to do stuff with him? I ask him to do stuff with me. 
Aw, isn't she a good big sister? <laughs> How many big sisters would volunteer to do something with a younger sibling? I have three younger siblings, and I am not that good of a big sister. <laughs> um, but no, that is fantastic. Um, so, okay, as far as asking William to do stuff with you, what kind of ideas have you got for that? Do oh, in the morning, you want to come sit on our bed to listen to a story? Mm. Or do you want to come on the tramp with us? That's awesome. Okay, so okay, I'm going to ask you to dream a little bit. What would you like to see happen with this loving your neighborhood in your family? Like if you could be like, oh, this is what I would love to see. I don't know. Mm. How about with your upcoming move to the UK? How do you think that might help the steps that you've taken? I'd like to see it all plan out perfectly. I would too. <laughs> no, that's fantastic. Maddie, thank you so much. I think it's so good to hear, especially from, I mean, you're, you're a little bit younger than I am. Just a little. Um, but you've got some really fresh ideas, and you look at things in a really unique way. And I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. Cool. All right, everybody give Maddie a hand. <laughs> We've got a uh, Love Thy Neighborhood feature presentation to watch. Lawrence and Catherine um, sat down with me in their lounge this week. So I want you to check this video out. They're such a great example of how to love their fauna. Tolofa, I'm Lawrence and this is Catherine. We've been a part of Church Northwest since the beginning. And Welcome to our neighborhood. <laughs> oh, okay, cool, cool. Our neighborhood is our whānau. Yeah, by whānau I mean everyone our lives touch. Whānau. Yeah. Whānau is not about just your brother or sister. It's whānau's about that concept of being together. So we have uh, three wonderful girls that have come into our lives and have been in our lives since... Nearly four years now. Yeah. And they are part of our whānau, but they are blood related to us. My grandmother and their great-great-grandmother are the same person. They were removed from their mother and father's care and um, we just put our hands up and yep. now with their parents. Their mother have come in, has come mm. to our lives. Um, their aunties and uncles, blood related, have come into our lives. The neighborhood has expanded through their friends who they know at preschool. Mm. We've just given some invitations for some play dates for the kids and one of the girls had said to me, I've always wanted to come to your house and she's only she's four. four yeah god asks us to do something i.e a big deal to people is like well you took on three girls and to us it's like well that's not a big deal because lawrence said it earlier tonight that these guys like loving people is in our dna mm -hmm. like we can't stop our big children often say to us can you stop bringing people home 
you know, that's kind of like what your parents say to you. But they say to us, can you stop bringing people home? And I said, no, we will stop doing that when we go to eternity. Sounds really... Hi. Welcome to our neighbourhood. We have three older children. There is an extension from them too. That, that again, just by loving, just by loving people, we get to be a part of their lives. So um, their friends are a part of our whānau. And by that I mean, they will come here when they when our children aren't here. <laughs> Molly's friends would come over, and on Thursday night would be watching rugby league NRL. There wasn't anything to it really, eh? They just came over, they just sat down, made themselves at home and, you know, we enjoyed the game. And then it started to become a habit. <laughs> so every Thursday they would come over. Catherine would do a lot of deep stuff and talking to them and I would just do the surface stuff while watching league. Cool. When they come over here they can feel it. They can feel that, you know, they're welcomed here, they're, mm. they're, loved, they're loved here, you know and they can feel that when they come in the house. What, what do you do that makes them feel welcome? It's simple, really. Yeah. Like a smile. Yeah. It's really simple. Like, it's like, hey, how you going? Mm. And remembering, maybe that when you saw them last week, they said, oh, my nana died, or, or I've got a big thing coming up, and you're like, how did your exam go? Yeah, or yeah. how was that, that, that funeral? Are you okay? Like, it's a remembering things that are important, important to them. Mm. And teenage boys and, and girls love food. So, you know, we've always got food, because <laughs> I think that's the language. <laughs> and being an example, I think God's placed that in our hearts to be an example to these, to these guys. You know, a husband and wife, a, father, a mother and father. The way we fail as humans, he still manages to use us. Like, we don't go out looking for, to start something somewhere for God. We just know, okay, we're... Where, where is God? Oh, he's bringing these people to our house. Okay, well, mm. so we'll do our best to honour him. Well, when they come as guests, mm. I, I believe it's more like a marae concept mm -hmm. or a whale in Samoa. Mm. You know, it's like, it's, it's open, like, come. Yeah. Just come and come as you are and chill out and come back when you want to. Mm. Um, these are the things that we're comfortable with. Mm. People, other people might not be comfortable, and that's fine, mm. but we are. Like we're like, if you need to sleep on the couch tonight, you just sleep on the couch tonight, okay? We don't care, just do what you want. You build a, you build the relationship slowly, mm. through maybe through acts of service, maybe that's a good, you know, mm. by serving them. So we're like, in this area of our life, this is how we're going to serve. We're going to take these teenagers that are old enough to go to...